0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to an episode of the Waystation Podcast. Welcome back. I'm Randy. I'm William. And William's not dead. I, I promised you he wasn't, and here he is alive. <laughs> Proof of life. Wait, who did you promise? Just I, I had one episode that went up. I don't know if you listened to it. It was me and Josh talking. Oh, I asked you if you'd like set something up, and you're like, no. No, no. I, you, I was going to set up a second episode, but oh. at that point, there was going to be widespread panic. People oh. would have assumed that I had... Killed done something? Yeah, yeah. They'd, they'd for the insurance the, policy. Checking the skirts of my of my pants to, for blood stains and everything else. But no, <laughs> the
1: skirts of your
0: pants. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you so started a new no job. We both went to camp. You got sick, and I went on vacation. <laughs> Those are all the things that happened. Yeah, Actually, I wanted I wanted to be a, like a more dramatic story. Like William and I both fought a bear and we've oh, been yeah. we've been recovering yeah. in an ICU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they did not want to let us bring these microphones in there, but they did. Turns out Randy runs
1: faster than I do. <laughs> You've heard that old adage, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. When when being chased by a bear, you just have to run faster than the yeah, slowest guy. Yeah, you don't
0: you don't have to be faster than yeah. the bear. You just have to Turns be faster than Randy the guy next to you. Turns out Randy
1: runs faster than I do.
0: <laughs> anyway, um so uh so many good things have happened in the last couple of weeks. True. So many noteworthy things. And where do we start? Well, I think you start directly with I'm supposed to
1: address you now as Mr. Executive of Producer. Oh, come on.
0: You don't have to keep digging down on that. I I got my new job. It's great. Uh, But I think it's it's well earned. Well, thank you. I I shall give you your props. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, By the way, you might hear the weird rattling around in my mouth. I'm still actually – I have a cough drop in my mouth because even though I have – it's been a two-week recovery and I just finished my course of antibiotics – um, I still have the occasional <laughs> cough, and it's, it sounds a little bit like Mr. Burns uh, when, he, when, he, when he takes three steps quickly in a row. So, which, okay, that's where we're going to go. We're going to go straight into that. Well, first of all, the job's going great. Thank you. Straight into, I have a thing that I've encountered a couple different times where, um, okay, I think it's becoming harder and harder to become a doctor. I think, that's, I think that's objectively true. I don't know if it's true, but it seems true. And financially my, harder. Well, financially and like the competition level is now international. And I just feel like you have to be super duper uh, book smart to be able to even be considered to be a doctor. Which I think has led to a commensurate reduction in non-book smarts. <laughs> <laughs> where like bedside manner and everything else is weirder. And so I've had a couple oh, yeah, of doctors sure. where I'm just like, are you socially... Okay, you know no, what I mean. No. Like they all have Aspergers. So, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. I've encountered a couple doctors that, that that I'm like, wow, I I don't think that's a socially normal way to act. So one of them happened to me years ago, back when I had a, a pretty glorious body. Um, <laughs> I had my shirt off for something with the with the mic with a stethoscope and you know breathe in, breathe out. Right. And this doctor was like, ooh, you have a lot of moles. <laughs> Like, no way! I legit got made fun of by a doctor because I'm a pasty white guy with with like a lot of moles. Was I, it a man or a woman? It was a woman, and she said a younger woman. Maybe maybe that's my
1: emasculating.
0: Age. <laughs> it was super. So this that's is where sexual I, harassment. That's where I go. Like I've been made fun of by doctors a couple times. So that was when I was like, ooh, you have a lot of moles. I had exactly the same <laughs> thing happen, but it was with my eyes.
1: I oh. went to the. Uh, are uh, they called? So I don't get optometry, right? There's like three levels of optometry. Optometry,
0: ophthalmology. Op- yeah,
1: and I don't know what the other one is. Yeah, and I don't get any of them. Anyway, so I went to Costco. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> go into the. I'm little pretty booth. sure
0: that's the top tier. <laughs> yeah.
1: Went into the little booth. <laughs> yeah. And it's the first time I'd ever been to an eye doctor, other than for like an eye exam for something like that. Never yeah. wore glasses in my life, but things yeah. were getting blurry. I was 42, right? Yeah. So I walk in there, and this lady, she was. A very, very attractive woman. Okay. And
0: she's looking at me. (laughs) You think? Because you're at the eye doctor, so you don't really know. After the glasses went on, she's still pretty? That's a very good point. That's a very good point. (laughs) Anyway, so she's sitting there, does the
1: exam, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really understand. Things have been, you know, getting blurry lately. Uh, I, I, you know, my wife told me I had to come in, da da da. And she looked at me like I was the oldest person on earth, and by the way, the dumbest person on earth. (laughs) And she says, you're 42 like it was disgusting and I'm going <laughs>
0: uh so this really super attractive yeah doctor says you're 42 maybe she was sending you signals which is like and that's how I like it <laughs> no it was like I'm that you disgust me yeah you
1: disgust yeah. me so I, so it you turns got out, by the way she I went home and I'm I told my wife the story and she starts laughing at and I'm like what this is I went to girl I went to school with that girl she's the same age
0: so oh
1: she was only 40. I see. She's yeah, very she attractive, though. But she
0: very. You can't keep saying attractive on the radio; it's trying to freak everyone out. Uh, she everyone? was a
1: very <laughs> young-looking forty-two.
0: A young forty-two. So I. So the other day, I got made fun of by another doctor. No. Not really, but kind of. Where I go to the doctor, I'm like, "Hey, I'm sick. I, I have this cough. I need I need medicine. I'm pretty sure I have a I'm pretty sure it's become a viral, a bacterial infection, and therefore I need antibiotics. And um, they're like. You know, they ask all the questions. Is it a productive cough? Which is yeah. which is like, look, if what you knew me, mean? you'd know that, uh, is it more productive than on a regular, than a regular Davis morning? Uh, like, I don't, yes. Um, and I'm getting kind of nowhere. And then I cough. And it, <coughs> and it sounds like that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, oh, that's a wheezy cough. You sound, <laughs> oh. you sound wheezy. Silly me. And then they gave me like a stack of medicines for a wheezy cough, which it didn't say Mr. Burns on the label, but it might as well have. So yeah. Wheezy cough. The wheezy the but wheezy cough mole coughed? covered pasty white guy. I guess. What are guess. doctors
1: thinking these days? Do you know what my favorite doctor to go to is? Our friend who's a lady doctor.
0: I don't Oh, I call oh, him up. Oh. oh yeah. I'll call, call him up and I say, Hey, you know, every A doctor for the ladies. We also yeah. have a friend who's a lady doctor. Yeah. No, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I I don't know how I feel about going to my my whole family goes to the friend. Who is a lady doctor? A lady, comma doctor. Correct. Yeah, lady comments. So I'm glad I have my English major friend who can keep <laughs> my grammar correct. But no, I'm talking about my friend who's a doctor for the ladies. For the ladies. And
0: so, uh, yeah, well. I, I mean, I, remember, I feel like you're teaming me yeah. up. Like if he's not gonna make funny, I will. <laughs> well, he doesn't make fun of me at a gynecologist. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's like, he's awesome. I like, just yeah, call like, him on like, hey, He's got I that think... place
0: where you can rest your feet. And he's <laughs> reclining. They have these recliners there. The recliner there. I was very comfortable. Everything was very subdued colors yeah. in the office. There's yeah. pinks and purples. Some things are cold, but... <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: I call him all the time. I'm like, yeah, I have a sinus infection. He goes, okay, I'll call it He told water. me that
0: I've apparently had a hysterectomy. <laughs> <laughs> By the
1: way, well, that's interesting. In this current woke environment where, you know, there's this fluidity
0: of genders, wait, do, does the lady doctor wait. see more people? <laughs> <laughs> Great questions. But he sees you. so He, no, he doesn't really see me. No, he just gives you advice problem.
1: over the phone. My second favorite is the
0: foot doctor. Right but now. you like him because he's no-nonsense. Is that why? Yeah, he
1: calls up. I remember one time uh, my youngest kid, Fierce, had this weird bump thing on his head, and I took a yep. b- photo of it and sent it to him. And he's like, because he's a doctor that owns his own practice. Yeah, right. He doesn't fa- have to follow like you're. You're with Kaiser, right? Yeah, and our other friends with Facey. And they have protocols, right? They have tests and things like that. That's a local like, oh, doctor chain. Yeah, well, play. with him, he's just kind of like he—he was—he was a military doctor, first of all. Yeah. And then he, when he got out of the military, I mean, he, you know, he specialized in gynecology, but when he, he had to do all kinds of medicine in the military.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he was deployed.
1: Oh, you know, okay. Everybody yeah. comes, and so not only could he service the girls, he could service the guys. Anyway, so um, I did ask him one time. Side note. What makes you so much better than a gynecologist that didn't go through the military? And he goes, Oh, I can sew off hemorrhoids like nobody's business. <laughs> that's what he told me.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm like, All right. That sounds like he really is the guy for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I forgot uh, what I was going to say. Uh, uh, uh,
1: no, he's a good guy. What was I supposed to, what was the story leading?
0: Uh, you, that's your favorite doctor. That's for his leading. Yeah, he's. he's I had dude.
1: another. Uh, oh, that's why I sent him a picture of my my son's the weird thing on my son's head, and he was just a little. He was a little boy. I sent it to him, and he goes, "Oh, that's a, um, some kind of parasite or whatever." Oh. And he goes, "Here, this is what you need," and that was it. And my wife's like, "No, we need to go see a real doctor." So we ended up seeing going seeing our doctor, who's a lady. Oh. Who's the family doctor? Yeah. Right. Who I don't go see because... she's see, a pediatrician, and that would be weird. No, she's not a pediatrician. She's a family doctor. Oh, she is. But she does a lot of a lot of pediatrician stuff. Yeah, so maybe I'm just going to say she's a pediatrician, so uh, I don't go to her. Okay,
0: great.
1: But my wife does, because my wife's very young. Yes, she is. Now this is getting me. A
0: young... Anyway,
1: both attractive. doctors said the same We're, thing. <laughs> you
0: have to give her the same treatment that you gave your optometrist. Yes. Young, a, attractive. An unbelievably attractive, yes. very young-looking exactly. <laughs> woman. <laughs>
1: Sorry to our other friends who are listening who know who she is and are now feeling very uncomfortable. So like, anyway, the long story short is that he's like, Yeah, in. he just kind of shoots out this one you know, he's like, This is what it is, this is what you need. Doesn't even you don't need to come in, you know. We shoot out the same picture to our to her and she's like, Oh, come in, come look at it. She but she goes through this process to get to the same conclusion. Right. One cost me nothing, the other one cost me Money. Yeah. And it's I think it's because she's part of a big
0: no, you have to leave a paper trail, because otherwise, if they're just like, oh, they just fired off medicine to you, because like, it didn't cost him anything, because you're not his patient. And so it, was, it would just be like, oh, I, I, just, I was giving him informal medical advice. <laughs> oh, yeah. But if it's your doctor, they got to be like, Good point. if their records ever come through, they have to be like, oh, I went through the process, I did the thing.
1: I, but I do remember one time, and this is why he's my favorite, is I was, go, I was on a flight to Philadelphia, and my, I could feel the sinus infection coming on on the airplane. Jeez. And so by the time I got off, it was pretty bad because it was a longer flight. It was also a very bad flight from Sprint or mm. Spirit. Spirit? Spirit, yeah. yeah. Horrible. Okay. Horrible. All right. Anyway, so I got off, and uh, I called him, and he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. Where are you at? And I said, da-da-da, and he looks it up, and he says, oh, yeah, there's a CVS right here. Why don't you go by there, and it'll be there. So
0: that was Wow. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. Concierge. I would have been really
1: sunk without it because there's no – I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. It was bad. It hurt really bad too. By the time I got down,
0: I have a whole spiel about about healthcare and health insurance. But while you're talking, I've decided that it's a downer, and we're not going to talk about
1: it. Oh, I'm <laughs> so. on the. I have a spiel about it too. In fact, a bunch of my friends love to. It used to be that I would just go off on things. Like yeah, I have trigger things, and one of them was insurance. Um, I don't think people. Nobody does the numbers started. on insurance.
0: Well, that's the, that's the spiel. So we'll have to do it in an upcoming episode. Yes, but I'm not feeling it today. Because uh, you know we have too many exciting things going on. Space race, space race. I'm excited about the space race. It's fun. Are you excited about the space yes. race? Yes. I'm super sad that Elon
1: isn't in on the space race. However, I think, think Elon basically said, "I'm, I won the race. I don't need to go there to prove it." And I mean, on the he, other he, side of won that, the race. yeah, on
0: the other side of that, I'm making money. So what do I need to do? Oh, when I say Elon won, like he wasn't, he didn't get in a rocket and go to space, but he his rockets are sending astronauts to the space station. So right. it's it's over. He won. Yeah. And
1: lots and lots and lots of satellites. And I think he's going to take over the world with how many satellites he's put up there. Yeah, it's
0: something crazy. It's so amazing. Uh, anyway. But space race. Okay, so Branson went to space in his little space airplane. Yeah, which weird. Is pretty weird. sexy looking weird. airplane. A weird, so- a weird concept,
1: but interesting. But it's weird that it took this long. Well.
0: Do you we remember had, he did? He his- had the mishap, though. Branson had... One of those things crashed with two pilots in it, and they died. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He was. This was cooked. This idea was cooked years ago, but he had a. He had him crash, and there's two dead pilots who were who were piloting it. Huh. Because anyway. I remember.
1: I remember they had a couple of, of successful tests that did make it. Yeah, I remember so, back in the day, but it was it was a while ago, a yeah. long time
0: ago. No, you don't. You don't rush back to space if you have a couple astronauts die. Yeah, good point. So um, all right. So I want to. But for those of you who don't know why this matters, I want to do a little quick overview of why it matters. Okay, so I don't know how many years ago it was. Let's say 10. Uh, somebody gave put forth an X Prize. Um, the X Prize was, we'll give you $10 million for the first – like, was it the first reusable or the first non-governmental launches in the space? I think it was the first – for the first p- group of people that can launch people into space that right. aren't are, aren't a government, it's a ten million dollar X Prize. Now, when I heard that, the first thing I thought was, "That's not enough money to 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 go to space." What are they thinking? Right. Um, but apparently, it was enough money to get um, all the billionaires excited about it, so they all did it. And the the at the time, only governments had launched stuff into space, and launching into space cost an unbelievable amount of money because every single rocket. Would just fall into the ocean and never be seen again. It was not; well, they uns- were not; they were not reusable. But there was a second reason. Like, there's a lot. I mean, so I'm not sure if the X Prize oh, was, so, wanna... was non-commercial or if the X was reusable. But either way, right. uh, all the billionaires launched launched a plan to get rockets g- to get space travel that would be reusable. Right. So you wouldn't just throw everything away, and in so doing, they would reduce the cost of space travel like exponentially. So, <coughs> apologies for my wheezy cough. So it's okay. So here it is. Uh, competi- X
1: Prize Foundation offered ten million dollars prize for the first non-governmental organization to launch a reusable crude spacecraft into twi- into space twice in two weeks.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. So that was the X Prize, right?
1: So twice in two weeks. That means who? So that means
0: no one's gotten it yet. Uh, well, isn't okay. A reusable crude a, spacecraft. Let me let me skip to the important okay, part. The sorry. important part is, everyone thought it's not possible. How are you going to land a like a ten-story tall rocket, like on Earth, <laughs> right? <laughs> and not have it just tip over? That's ridiculous. And then, uh, and then they spent millions, uh, billions of dollars, I should say, to, to try and get it done. And then they did it. And now both Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos have rockets that shoot up in the sky, come back down to Earth, fall, like fall, all the way down to Earth. And then when they get within like a thousand feet of Earth, the rocket fires back up and using like incredibly advanced computers, stabilizes the rocket and lands the rocket. And right as it's about to land, these little flaps come out and fold down and make a little triangle and then lands. It's amazing. Have you ever seen
1: the two – when the Elon sent for SpaceX up the the heavy, um, what they call their, they're called the heavy, right? The heavy booster or whatever has two boosters on the sides and they came down and landed in unison. They land in unison, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Super cool. Yes. All right, so all that to say, the space race, So, but here's what's happened. You're like, yeah, I don't care. Billionaires playing with toys. No, like, no, 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 no. They've made, they, they did the thing. They've actually made space travel, Um uh, Reusable. So Branson's space plane. So Branson has a super interesting model. So both Bezos and 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 Elon Musk launch rockets, and the rockets land. The rocket engines land, and then the capsules come down separately and land separately. Right. Um. That's kind of old school, but then the rockets land. So that's the new part. But then Branson had a whole different idea, which was he made this airplane that has like a, another miniature airplane attached to it. Right. The airplane flies up as as high as it can fly. And then the miniature airplane, which has the passengers in it.
1: <laughs> and there's a rocket.
0: Uh, and has a rocket inside. Right. Fires off from already at, whatever, 60,000 square uh, 60, 000, whatever Square feet. <laughs> square feet. Uh, from a super high altitude. High altitude and then yeah. flies the rest of the way to space. Right. It's pretty cool. Super duper cool. But his, uh, it's interesting. They all have different business models. Well, none of them have a business model that works except for Elon. Well,
1: I mean, Branson's selling... And he's gonna sell it for two hundred fifty thousand dollars a seat. Yeah, yeah, a seat. And then you can put what four in there, five in there. Yeah,
0: but I don't. I, I mean, look, he he's years into this. Like, how long? Do, how long does it take to pay off billions of dollars at two hundred fifty a pop? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I wonder
1: how much money he really is into
0: it for. It's got to be a lot. But either way, so now everyone's like, well, "What does that mean to me?" Well, it, what it means is so so. They've gotten space space launchings have gotten so cheap now that Elon Musk is like as a hobby. It's going to be a business, but as as he's launching satellites all over the world to make um like free wireless not not free sorry to make worldwide wireless internet available. Oh yeah, no, it's huge, and and that would never have been possible before because it would have cost so much money to launch a satellite that it could didn't pencil, and now it pencils. What's that called? I forgot what it's called. A space link or something like that. I think Starlink.
1: Starlink, that's what it is. Yeah. So let's let's ask Google how many
0: um, satellites. Does so think one that it means to you. Is you might have Starlink satellite on your in your house in the next ten minutes, and it's super fast and it's available around the world. So that when you take your phone to Kazakhstan and you're climbing some sort of cool mountain in Kazakhstan. Check this You'll out. You'll have
1: internet. As of May, late May 2021, SpaceX has launched more than 1,730 Starlink satellites. Yeah. So it's interesting because he's taking smaller satellites that will ha- be a much lower orbit. Okay. In fact, just recently he got approval. Which would be good for internet, right? I mean, the right. closer the better. Right. Because there's a delay. So he he just recently got approval after flying at certain levels, uh, his, his orbits, to allow them to come down lower. Oh, interesting. So he's going to have a low, the lowest space orbits for all of these Starlink, you know, internet. And basically, you're not connected to one satellite, which is moving across your hemisphere. Yeah. Right? And he's got them geosynchronous and synchronous. And he's got, they're flying all over in these different patterns. It's pretty cool. And it's also that he can and you can buy, by the way, you can buy Starlink internet now. Yeah, you can. And it's it's in beta. fairly fast. It's I in beta guess.
0: and I've read about it. And it gives you like something like fifty megabits down, something like that. Which is enough. Like you if you guys have home um like cable internet, it's faster to have that. But um it's really interesting this idea of it just being available anywhere all the time. All right, so ninety nine dollars a month. So internet, that's thing one. So that's super great for rural communities, by the way. I right. have I lived in a place that had no internet, and I got satellite internet, and it was bad. <laughs> like, it is horrible, yeah. So satellite internet was 5 megabits down and 200K up. So this would be 50 megabits both directions. So it's way better. So I would have for sure buy this if I still lived in Immigration Canyon. Um, so uh, Which is
1: weird because Immigration Canyon really is not... It's not
0: that rural. I mean, you're right there. No, actually, it's really funny because they have this story they tell you when you call the phone company. You're like, I want DSL. And they're like, listen, you live in a rural community. We haven't set up DSL up there. It would cost us hundreds of thousands of dollars, and there's only 10 houses. We can't afford to set up DSL for you up there. I'm like, okay, that sucks, but it makes sense, right? So then one day, I'm down getting my mail, and the phone truck is down there setting up somebody's phone service. And I wander over to the guy who's there, and I'm like, hey, guy. He's like, "Hey, setting up phone service guy," and I, and I'm like, "Hey, yeah." So they told me this story about DSL that sucks, and I see his face kind of grimace a little bit, right? And I'm like, "Cause I could really use some DSL up here." He's like, "Look, man, I'll look up your DSL." <laughs> Fiddles with it. I have DSL in my house. What? So the the plumber gave
1: him some money or something. No,
0: I did not. I gave him nothing. And so then, so then suddenly I had DSL. And then when I moved, they disconnected it because they disconnected my phone service. And then the next people couldn't get it. So it was talking to the guy.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: (laughs) I bet it was like, because
1: remember when DSL came out, you had to be a certain number of feet from the something, something, something. You know, and like if you were if you were just beyond that, they wouldn't they wouldn't hook it up. I wonder if it was that was because
0: you, they were guaranteeing your service. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Oh, you're assuming that its phone company makes sense, and the answer is whatever. That's a very I had, big I, I briefly had glorious DSL in the canyon. Since then, uh, we have friends that still live there. Since then, somebody has made their own ad hoc situation where they they put a tower on top of one of the hills that shoots down to one of the wireless providers at the bottom of the canyon. Right. And then that person like shares it with like uh, like 100 houses. It's hilarious.
1: You know what's weird is that the over um over the air projection is and you can't get it here in our valley, but you can in uh, in the San Fernando Valley. But they 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 do that and it goes at a gigabit speed.
0: It's really fast. If you get line of sight to the tower, yeah. you you're great.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. And we tried to get it here at this building, but they uh they couldn't get it, but we have like two companies that can bring fiber in here. It's pretty interesting. By the way, uh, Starlink is 50 to 50 megabits to 150 megabits. Yeah. Well, when they add more satellites, it's going to be faster. And it's 99 bucks a month with $500 setup. setup. Which, yeah, by the way, it's, if you're it's, living... It's
0: very experimental. But if you're in a place where there's no internet, it's great. Yeah.
1: I mean, and th- we don't realize how... How much of the world or how much of just the United States? Dude, Immigration Canyon. I was literally five miles from the beating heart of Salt Lake City. Yeah, but you're ten houses in that cul-de-sac or whatever. But if you go down if you go down to like, I don't know, Kentucky, some rural areas of there, you've you've got hundreds of you've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. You probably have close to there's millions of people throughout the United States that cannot get good. Internet service. That's that, what they keep saying. And I so was on whenever, they,
0: whenever they do mergers with like telecoms, right? Part of the deal is you have to provide rural internet. Yeah,
1: which is interesting. It's weird. Yeah, it's a weird idea the government's making. Well, it I mean, already. they
0: did it for phones. Who
1: cares? Elon Musk is doing it by saying, "Hey, I'm going to be able to provide internet to anyone, anywhere. Yeah, it's pretty, at any time. It's pretty fantastic. And the so more that's satellites that he puts up, thing out, you get from the
0: space race is thing one you, you're going to get is a bunch of innovations on uh, internet and things like that. Thing 2 though. Here's thing 2 and this is you can there's a video out there. And this is it's a typical Elon Musk puff piece video but it's still mind boggling which is right. If the rockets become reusable to the point that everyone they never crash, like if you really start to trust them, then it means and they have this video and you should find it cuz it's amazing. The video is you go to you go to you take a boat out to an island off of New York City. You get into an elevator. It goes to the top. You climb into the space capsule. The rocket flies across uh, the ocean and lands on an island off of Hong Kong. And you can lunch in Hong Kong because it's like, it's like a one-hour flight from New York to Hong Kong. So you lunch <laughs> in Hong Kong, get in the rocket, fly back. <laughs> and it's a Puffy's video, but I thought it through. And I'm like, listen, for, like no way on Earth, right? Unless no one dies and it gets cheap. You know what I mean? If no one dies and it starts to get cheap, then like, wouldn't you do it? And then I thought, dude, there's still one, there's still one impediment, which is that rocket ride. It's not gonna be a comfy ride. It's gonna be like, ah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's. I don't know if I'd want to do that for
1: lunch in Hong Kong. You know. Oh, uh, I think it'd be interesting to. I. Have, by the way, do you have any? Um, okay, so the the space flight that Branson's doing is is very low level space. There's all these different lines. I, that's what
0: I used to say, too, and I kind of pooh-poohed it, but then I saw the footage. I no, mean, no, he's flying low, low. around the space capsule, and he and you can see the curvature of the Earth below, and it's... Yeah, no, it's... You're making uh, Tom to ground control, no, not, you know?
1: I'm not disparaging that, but there's different levels of, of space, right? And yeah. And there's deep space, blah, blah. Yeah. Do you... You know, I watch all these, like, sci-fi things, and they, they're in deep space. Do you have any desire to be in deep space?
0: Oh, no. It's, it's, it looks horrible. Not only do I have horrible. zero
1: desire, like, but it it actually gives me anxiety to think about. Like, do you remember um, who's the? There was that uh, space one with uh, Sandra Bullock.
0: A hundred million percent is that not the most terrifying movie you've ever it's seen? It's horrible. I mean, I it can't so think of terrifying. anything
1: worse than flying off into no- oblivion
0: in the middle of nowhere. Okay, so the scariest part of that movie to me, the scariest part of the movie to me, was not the uh, guy getting his face blown off. And the, and the little glass flying through the air that's gonna cut you up. Yeah. And the scariest part to me was the moment where she got away from the yes. ship and yes. she started to spin. And then you realized that she could never stop yes. spinning. Yes. <laughs> and that if she hadn't been caught by somebody, Yes. she would have spun for what? I don't know how long do you live up there? A week? Forever. Or oh, a, I guess totally oxygen wears out, I yeah. guess runs out in a day. You go to sleep, I guess. So yeah, you, you spin until you go to sleep. Oh crap! That terrified me so no, much. No, I am that. Has, I'm zero, Zero. But I, orbital space, I can imagine going to a space station, and having a great time. No, not yeah, for you. No. Yeah, I, I could think of a thousand things that I'd rather do. Oh, I didn't Maybe say it was, a, it's not at the top of my list. But if you ever watch, have you ever watched the video? Because what something that most people don't know about the space station is it's not geosynchronous. It doesn't just park over a country. Right, it's low enough orbit that it has to it has to go around the Earth constantly in order to not crash to Earth because it has to have centripetal force that holds it up there. So when you watch, so when you watch videos, so when you're in the space station, you're cruising over the Earth, man. You get to look down, and you you get something like 15 sunsets a day or something because you go around the Earth like 15 times a day or something, something crazy like that. So they go around, yeah, 18 times I think or 19
1: times. Oh, uh, the only reason I knew this, oh, I gotta tell you about this. Oh. Well, so on our vacation we went on this like scarred stargazing national parks thing so the yeah. park rangers out there telling us all the stuff have you ever gone to one of those or or been with someone that knows all the constellations do you know constellations no
0: no and no i actually rachel signed me up for a romantic let's go look at the stars class once in colorado okay and we went and it was like 20 degrees outside and we brought warm clothes and it was not warm enough and we, <laughs> we stayed for like 10 minutes and we're like let's let's get out Okay, so, so but have, so have you ever been to one, like a scout camp or something like
1: that? Nope. Somebody's like, we are, and they point up and they're like, oh, there's the Big Dipper, and there's the North Star, and there's nope. the— Okay, so I've been to many, many of those, right? Okay. Because yeah. I've been to—I don't know how many—and and people point to stuff, oh, there's the Claw of Scorpion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you're insane. Yeah. Where did what's, the heck what's did what's you come stars, up with this? Like, I got to understand. Like, I think I can pick out the Big Dipper once in a while. For a while, I could do Big and Little Dipper. That's what I thought. Okay. Okay. But then I realized I just was pointing out four random stars in the <laughs> sky. So this guy, right, was pointing out these things and he taught me something that I did not know. But what made it work was he had this green laser pointer. Have you seen these
0: super powerful How lasers? How do you point to stars? Dude, it worked. Instead of someone using their hand... lit up the the air, presumably. Yeah. He literally
1: points it in the air, and it's like a five-mile laser. So when he's pointing at the big dipper, I'm like, oh, there it is. That sounds fun. And then he goes, oh, see these two stars here at the bottom of the dipper of the dip, right, the box of the dip? If you just go across here, and he uses his laser, and he goes, here's the north star. I'm like, what? And he goes, we call it the polar star. And I'm like, really? And he goes, and then then, once I got a bearing in the sky... Yeah. He says then, he goes, he says, the reason the North Star is so important is because all the other constellations rotate around that star. Okay. In, from our perspective. Yeah. And so they're rotating like some kind of movie, the, you know, the, I'm, I'm using okay. hand motions, right? Like around a circular, that star. Like a circular motion around yes. the star. And so then you know from hemisphere and stuff like that, like, oh, okay, in that case, now you can kind of look at a book and say, okay... In this hemisphere, this time you should start to see cancer over here and this over there. Yeah, and I'm like, oh! And then he told me, uh, told us that the planets are usually on the eclipsical, eclipsical, I think it's called, which is the horizon, right? There's a there's a line that goes around the horizon, so that's usually where you see planets. Elliptical? No, I I wanted to. We we jokingly said it, the elliptical, and he Got says it. no, it's the E- ecliptical, okay. ecliptical, cool, and and I'm like, oh, it, but it was this crazy laser pointer that made it all worth it. Nice. I'm like, oh, it's not somebody just pointing, and you're like, that. This is, so then I started looking up laser pointers. I bought one. I'm like thinking, well, if this thing's under hundred bucks, as you I'm do. buying it. As you do, dude. I got a green laser pointer that points five miles for yeah. sixty bucks.
0: You did it. I did it, ladies another one? He did it,
1: and so I can point out stars <laughs> in the sky. I have no idea what I'm pointing out, but at least I can point. You better not is. end
0: up being one of those guys that shoots at airplanes.
1: Oh no, that's bad. It's bad. That's bad.
0: Do you have to? Do they have your ID on file and stuff like that? Is there like a <laughs> probably laser registry or yeah, something probably. like that? Concealed Face- carry? Can, can you hide? Can now. you hide the laser when you carry it around? Is it for self defense? I have so many questions about the laser. <laughs> Evidently, some of these can start. I don't know. I haven't received. You know the difference between. Oh, I was gonna make a joke about a good guy with a laser.
1: <laughs> anyway, so that's so we uh uh I'm telling you, totally changed my ability to see things in the sky. This laser pointer, nice. So when I get the laser pointer, I'll come to your house. I'm and willing point to do that place. in the
0: nice warm. Um, uh, we probably have to drive out somewhere to get far enough. Oh to yeah, fly. you can go out to
1: um, right before the grapevine. What's that town called? Baker. No, before that. Uh, Oh, the Great Bakers. That's Baker Grade towards Utah. No, up towards uh, just straight north on the fire. Fraser Park. Fraser Park. Yeah, there's places in Fraser Park that are dark enough. That's great. We'll go up there and we'll use the laser pointer to point at stars, and we'll not. We won't know.
0: My uncle was once the bishop of the Fraser Park ward. I think. I know that he lived there forever. Fraser
1: Park's a weird place.
0: Yeah, it was interesting.
1: But people like it. No, dude. It even snows there, and it's like you know, 30 minutes from us, 40 minutes maybe. But anyway, so that's my uh, that's my space race story. So here's my question is. So I think that Elon Musk has run this won this race. Yeah. This current race that you're seeing is— But a, like second and third doesn't mean you lost. You still have a rocket that can land. You know what I mean? I don't get— Okay, so I see Branson, what he's trying to do. He's just trying to do tourism. I don't get for the life of me what the heck Bezos is doing.
0: It's he competition, uses a man. weird
1: rocket that looks like a phallic symbol.
0: It's just competition. That's it? I mean, look— What's he going to do with what's, that? what's Chevy doing? Oh, Ford already won that. It's like, no, no, no. There's two car companies. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's going to be he innovation. Has no mo- he has no money. Who no does? money's going to him. Well, because they didn't have any contracts yet.
1: No, he he's lost all of them. And the only way he kind of gets some of them, he, like...
0: Yeah, is, I know, but, like... He, so it,
1: he files lots of lawsuits.
0: You can get a contract if you have a working rocket. You know what I mean? It's just a question. Of, like, I think it's straight-up competition. Look, you... Jeff Bezos has, has known, and this is his innovation. We didn't talk about this in the last podcast. He camped out forever with Amazon before before, before it became the yeah, most successful online digit. store. So if you hold the long view and you make rockets that work, like opportunities will arise. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I've heard some people say that there's a way to deliver stuff. Through through using orbits, it, kind of like you know uh, Elon Musk idea, that you can go to Tokyo yeah. or, or you know Hong Kong or wherever, um, where he can you know have overnight service that can be same day service yeah. to Europe. I don't know.
0: Okay, look, I want to talk. I want to say something briefly before we move up into space race. Briefly. Yes. This is a great example. This is this is a perfect clear. Short-term, easy-to-see example of why, over time, private competition beats government money and power. Totally agree with you. And I was going
1: to jump in on that idea in the beginning of our conversation, but I thought it would derail us.
0: No, I don't think so, because to me, this is a great idea. I heard somebody say this once. in and There was a talk show, it was like 20 years ago, and I was so mad, I was yelling at the radio, and I couldn't say it. But now I have you, good listener, who I get to say it to. Someone is complaining about how Airlines are kind of not a great experience, and they used to be a great experience. That yeah, was me. No, 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 no it wasn't, because the oh. person then said, "I mean, isn't this just a great example of why we should never have deregulated airlines? Because airlines, like they used to do a really great job, and now it's just this crazy mess." And I'm like, I was yelling at. The, here's what I was yelling at the radio: I'm like, "You, you morons." <laughs> When airlines were regulated, they cost ten times what they cost now for a flight. And only rich people flew, and there were only a couple airlines because only there was a limited amount of people that could afford to support that. When you when you deregulated airlines, they made it so that regular people can fly and the world has opened up to everyone. True. Like competition drives costs down. Now eventually you get to the spirit airlines point where like this seat's too small. And I don't care how how cheap the flight was. This is the worst. This is a terrible experience. Correct. And then you correct yourself by choosing a better flight next time. Right. And the market finds finds the cheapest possible acceptable solution for you, for 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 anyone, or someone with tiny legs and no money can fly Spirit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but the point is, costs went down, efficiency went up. Airlines are way like they're like it's not a healthy industry. I'm like, what are you talking about? Every every competitive industry is on the brink of disaster, but when it's not, it's good. Everyone's getting rich. You know what I mean?
1: Totally agree with you. I do. Uh, so similarly, yes.
0: space, NASA, like it takes. We don't know how to go to space. We get a bunch of the best engineers. We form a government agency to go to space. We have some success. We have a couple of disasters, and. Lots of disaster. We we get to space and we even get to the moon and we do it by spending a crazy amount of money. Correct. And we and we but we get there and then we we get everything we want. We get a bunch of military satellites in the sky and regular satellites in the sky and GPS on our phones and GPS on our phones. We get a bunch of things we want, but then for thirty years there's no innovation, none. And then and then well, they cancel NASA, <laughs> they cancel it. They're like, yeah, we're not gonna they defund NASA. And then they make it into like a sideshow. And then they liberalize, they they make it possible for people to compete privately in space. Right. And it's just like, I don't know, ten or fifteen years later, and there is innovation on top of innovation on top of innovation. Everything's cheaper. Yep. You 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 could theoretically, William, you who is not a rich man, not a poor man, but not a rich man, you could, if you cared, mortgage your house and fly to space. It's true. And that was never that would never have been possible before. It used to cost twenty million dollars for you to pay the Soyuz rocket in Russia to take you to the space the space station, but now you can go for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, that's my two
1: hundred fifty thousand. Oh, that's it? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the branson
0: yeah i mean it's not taking you to the space yeah, i'm station, looking up like
1: what's the difference between um spacex uh, cost cost difference between spacex and nasa and i, I remember reading or it was maybe a youtube video about what's the big difference and it, it like the price per kilogram or whatever to get into space is is so much cheaper now it's just because you can reuse the rockets what is interesting to me though is the technology every
0: time a rocket is reused it goes down by an order of magnitude correct Do you see what i'm saying yeah like and, and can that, you imagine? And can that, you imagine buying from the government a single-use automobile? <laughs> like you buy a car, you can take this to Yellowstone, but it won't make it back. You know what's other interesting <laughs> you is, know is I mean?
1: SpaceX is doing the their new super, you know, giant rocket that they're doing. What are they calling that thing? I forget. But anyway, uh, Starship. Star. So and and they keep blowing up. Can you imagine if that was NASA? Yeah. If they kept blowing up rockets. Well, they did. I mean, back in the day, they did, but they never. They didn't show it. I mean. SpaceX, yeah. is, they call it spontaneous deconstru- decommissioned or spontaneous de-something. And, they,
0: and they're funny about it. They're like, oh, yeah. well, it flew up, it flew down, it blew up. That was a weird one, though, because that one flies down sideways. Yeah. And then at the last second, turns up right you know and does lands. Because, uh, no,
1: I don't. He, so it, it cuts down the airspeed so they don't have to carry as much fuel down.
0: That's awesome it is
1: awesome and so that's that's his whole idea is like it's kind of got these weird flaps on it right mm-hmm. that don't really change much of the amount of fuel that you need to launch into space but it does extremely change it the slows amount of down fuel. the rocket
0: as it falls to earth yeah it slows
1: down the rocket as it falls to earth and then uh, the he's got the three new engines that they've created that can fire
0: off at any time okay so you're scared of space
1: uh yeah, I'm scared of space in the sense that I don't I don't like to be Were in the you scared of, of space
0: before the Sandra Bullock movie Gravity? Yeah, I never
1: I don't like the idea of like never ending, you know, I, the idea that like, oh, look at that star, that's, you know, 12 light years or 200 light years away and like
0: that doesn't it's weird me for some reason. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's it also the, you know, the eternal nature of man kind of thing uh Yeah, which me is out. fun to do on a camp out, but not fun to do No, like I'm going to give my life. I'm going to go into hibernation and wake up two hundred years from now, so I can be near this planet or whatever. Yeah, no, it doesn't sound fun to me. So there are things, there are certain things that my brain can calculate easily and engage with easily, and um, and so I can't like if I if I watch a really engaging movie while I sleep. While I I sleep, I can't sleep. I like I'm I'm engaged, and then I wake up and I perk up and I listen, right? But you're not listening to it while you're sleeping. But if I want to go back to sleep and I want to turn on the TV and have it lull me back to sleep, I go straight to stars, black holes, physics, the uh, relativity, right, right to sleep. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I cannot engage with the theory of relativity. I'm just like, oh, there's the general theory, and then there's the special theory, and I'm asleep. And that's I want
1: it. to because my the oh. legacy my grandfather had of, in physics and uh, engineering. Like I really want to be able to be able to understand that stuff, but it doesn't capture my imagination. I'll watch it sometimes, but I I can understand it, but it's not something that, I don't know, it just doesn't capture my fancy. I can't,
0: I I can't, I can't understand. I mean, okay, so I've watched, so I I had a brief episode of Insomnia, which I now know is hugely attributable to a terrible bed situation. Good, Good job, mattress. We got a new mattress, feeling good. But... I watched so I watched I watched a lot of relativity shows, and I, to try to, load kind, to kind of get it, but I don't I don't super get it. Yeah, I don't super basically get it. I feel like I feel like there is I mean I and I guess people would probably concede this. I think there's a lot more to know about it.
1: Well, and that's what that what bothers me. Oh, okay, so this transitions
0: as us into science in general. What okay.
1: bothers me about the media idea or the popular idea of science is that it's settled. Yeah, that's that's absurd. Uh, in any in any situation, let's just take COVID since it's like right in our face, right? I mean, COVID, they're consistently learning, constantly learning about different parts about this virus, different parts of reactions, different parts of transmission, different parts of whatever, right? So, in the last year when it all started out, if you remember, it was highly contagious. The big reason why we were wearing masks and staying home was so that we could make sure the hospitals never got overwhelmed. And that the, 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 the closest we could come to understanding it was you needed to clean all the surfaces, wash your hands 58 times, and blah, 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 right? Yeah. Well, it turns out that all that stuff's bogus, right? Uh, even the initial treatment of this was bogus. But that's science. It's moving forward. It's never ending in its learning. And any of the greatest scientists will tell you the more you know, the more you don't know, right? That The smallest – yeah particle that you can find right physicists know that they're smaller ones you know it just keeps going infinitely and it, they understand that it's uh, there's where there's a lot more to know that's why it bothers me when you get things like political religions over the environment you know what I mean it's just it, oh here we go with the environment oh we're gonna you know we're gonna do this we're gonna do that we're gonna do this and do that and it's gonna cost billions and billions of dollars and it may decrease the Air temperature by one tenth of one percent or something like that. I mean, it's it's insanely arrogant to think that we can predict what's going to happen in ten years, a hundred years, one year. Yeah, that doesn't
0: mean we can't see and observe uh, that 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 we're making we're having some impact and that we should be responsible about it. Correct. All those things, but the idea but that's
1: like cre- that's that's a responsible conservationist idea at the at the end of the day, where we want to have clean air, clean water. Um, you know, uh, and and clean streets kind of thing. That's it's just it, I, I've I've gotten to a point where I'm like I've gone through and I was trying to explain this to my wife. I've gone through enough cycles of enough things to realize that not everything is the end of everything.
0: That's right, and that's the problem. I have a related okay. I, the, the there's a pundit that I that I read who actually said something related to that which i thought was interesting which was i'm a big believer in the slippery slope right yeah. like if you do this it opens the door to that and it'll always lead to that and he's like i don't believe in slippery slopes I'm like what <laughs> and he said he's like just because something could happen doesn't mean it always will and like there's grades of things like right. you c- you can have a little bit of this i feel this way about for example i've always been a big free trade guy And then Trump came in and put a bunch of tariffs on everything, and I thought, "Oh wow, we're going to ruin the world economy." Right. And in fact, I found out that, well, if we keep going to the extreme, it will ruin the world economy. But, but that there's grades. It's not A or B. It's like there's just a whole spectrum of stuff in between. Right. And you can pull the levers at a a certain. They're not switches. They're levers, and you can pull them to different speeds and get the right result.
1: Right. I was taught my my. my wife has been very, very upset of our new recent, um, you know, bring back the bring mask back the mandate in, the last, in L.A. County, right? I'm
0: going to like get like a Batman mask or something. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to get – I'm not wearing a mask. No, me neither. I, I'm just not doing it. I don't care what you're saying. Come arrest me. No, before I was, I was doing it to be polite uh, while we waited for the vaccine to be out there. Vaccines at 70% of California, anyone who wants it can have it for free. They pay you. And you get entered They're the lottery. They're giving out weed in in in, in and in, 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 in Venice. In Venice, yes. If you get if you get the vaccine, yeah. Same. And, and if you don't want it now with free weed and money, then fine. But I'm not wearing a mask for you. You dumb dumb. Like you know, jeez. I don't. know. You know, our kids are going back with masks. Uh, I've read that, but it's because the this
1: the and I don't, I don't know. I don't know who she's accountable to anymore. It's this crazy. Who has a lady LA who has lady? a PhD I at the know. health department, a PhD in in uh, public health, yeah, not a doctorate degree in medicine. <laughs> she doesn't know about medicine. She yeah. is not following science. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm feeling like I'm going to take no. Off. no but like, the point the point of all of this. Your is, point was was a really good point. Yeah, my wife is very very upset about this, and and I've I've come to a conclusion. After this last election, I am so tired of electioneering. I really am. And I've gone through enough cycles and watched enough presidential and senatorial and blah, 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 where they they consistently, either side consistently has to bring you to the brink to give them money and to vote for them. The world is going to end all the time. And at some point, it's like, OK, let it end. It's just not the look. The world is not going to end on this election. I live through you know, uh, several presidents yeah. that I thought would end the world. And they didn't. They didn't end the world. Was things better for me or worse for me? That's, you know, measurable. But d- at the end of the day, d- did it ultimately take me into oblivion? No. It made things harder, but... We soldier on. We soldier on. And I look at these... Far- you look at farmers. Think about that. Just go- year after year after year. Some years are unbelievably plentiful harvests. And others are horribly... Uh, disastrous. And how do they stay on? They've got a plan for it. They plan farther out than one season, or they think farther out than one season, or they just go skinny one season and fat the other. We're going to make it, people. We're going to make it. We're
0: going to make it. We're going to live. Um, And I'm telling you, the amount of not... I've come to believe that so much that I, even though I would never want this or whatever, look, I have two examples that I want to share. One is... Okay, uh five years ago, ten years ago, I don't know how long ago it was. A a well collapsed in the Gulf of Mexico and leaked oil into the Gulf of Mexico, right. and end it was of environment. and it was going to end everything because right. there's this giant whatever in the Gulf of Mexico, right? And and it was and it was like I don't know, like a y- like a year later, like yeah. a year later, the beaches were clean. Yeah. Cuz nature is bigger than you and me friends, big time. There's all these bacteria that uh, that 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 exist.
1: By the way, if you don't know, there
0: are oil does the, appear
1: organically. Yeah, it it appears in the bottom of the Gulf of Mexico consistently, all the time. And constantly
0: right. leaking not
1: from man-made wells, yeah. just fissures just in the bottom. Cuz
0: it comes from underground and underground exists without us. Billions of gallons, billions well, of
1: uh, it, but, it just leaks and there's a bacteria down there that eats the stuff.
0: So, actually, I so this is where I'm gonna get to my most my most hot take, which is I don't actually believe that we could end life on earth with nuclear wars. I believe okay. that we could wreck it for 50 years, but I think it comes back. I think life on earth comes roaring back. And my my evidence is, is uh, what was it, Russia? Where's the uh, Chernobyl? Chernobyl. Have you ever seen the little drone flights through Chernobyl? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well how about there's
0: plants, there's there's spiders, there's flies, there's birds. Yeah. And they're like, Yeah, 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 but they have radiation poisoning. I'm not saying I want nuclear wars, friend. I'm saying that nuclear wars won't end Earth. No, but I I think it's even bigger than that. I think it's let's stop
1: the Hyperbole that forces us to make decisions in the moment of something that may not need to be made then.
0: Based on our based on our current understanding of science. Correct. Right? And the problem is current understanding of science changes daily. Okay, so that so that I want to take you to my thing too. If somebody was ever gonna jump down my throat about whatever scientific thing that they think is gonna end the world, my response would be that when I was an adult human. Like ten years ago or something like that, there was a discovery inside the human body, of of a the, the brain has an endocrine system. I think I'm getting this correct. I think I think that's the name. No, no, is it lymphatic? Mm, I'm getting it wrong. Okay, but they discovered they discovered part of the brain that they didn't know existed. It was like ten years ago. Um, I'm, I'm, I now have to look it up. Because I got it wrong. I was saying endocrine in it.
1: Uh. Well, but that, isn't that, I mean, I always use the example of butter. You know, the one year butter's the worst thing you could ever put in your body. The next year, and they tell you to use margarine, right? And then the next year they say, oh, no, use margarine, use butter. It goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. In fact, the food pyramid. Yes,
0: it's a lymphatic system. They just discovered a huge part of how the brain works. And the articles could not have been more freaked out. They're like we have been looking at brains super closely for a super long time, and we didn't know that this is how it worked, and now we know that this is how it works, and oh my gosh, it's amazing. And now they're starting to, are starting to do research against it, and they're finding how it's linked to a bunch of different brain conditions. My point is, if we don't know how the human brain works, inside of our heads, after literally cutting it up for a hundred and whatever years, right. Are you really going to look me in the face and tell me you 100% understand how the rest of the world works? Oh, I, remember, I don't believe it. No,
1: exactly. I remember I my if brother-in-law if he, going through uh, medical school, and I asked him, hey, you know, what did you learn? He goes, I learned how much we don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, we have no idea why women get sick when they're pregnant. They have no idea. They have literally no idea. They don't know why hiccups work. They don't, why, they don't know why yawns are contagious. They don't know any of these things that are like... These yeah. little simple mysteries that we all just look at and think I wonder why that happens. Like, oh, you hick, uh, you yawn to, so there's all these kinds of theories. You yawn because oh, they don't know why you get ice cream headaches. They just don't know. They know it says has something to do with the cold. It could be cold, cooling
0: the blood to the brain, but blah, blah blah blah. They don't understand it. Right. Right? And so so and that's why? Okay. I mean, look, I'm I'm fine with that. So, just don't tell me to burn the world down for your scientific idea. Yes. Because we're not, I'm not down for it. I'm like, I'm willing to learn and make small adjustments and try and be more responsible, blah blah blah. But I'm not going to say, hey, one scientist says this thing, so you got to burn your house down. I'm like, no, I don't think I do. Yeah. And I'm not going to. And yep. go sit over there and think about what you did. Right. That's what. I, that's how I feel like saying. Right.
1: I also, I also feel like if scientific, scientific innovation is going to give us all of these, you know, end of world ideas, then they should, uh, you know, the same side ideas of scientific innovation are going to save us. Look, the world goes through warming and cooling. Yeah, How did you get to the ice age? How did you come super. out of the miles at ice age? I mean, there was no man back then, according to them, right? So yeah. at the end of the day, is this not cyclical a part of our world? Look, do I want a smog when I look out the, uh, out the thing? No,
0: no, I don't. do so I want it to be hard so for, for regular people to breathe. Well, right. no. And I remember as a kid, by the way. I remember on, like, bad summer days... Yeah, it was bad. I w- it would hurt to breathe.
1: Yeah. Because back then
0: you had lead... Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Light. And what but, was the innovation? So, the innovation was that we have non-lead gasoline now.
0: Yeah, non-lead gasoline, and we have great gasoline clearing. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. We have great purification processes. I'm on board for that. Right. Like, but now they're like, now we're going to never burn fossil fuels. I'm like, guys... Like you're saying that in a microphone powered by electricity that's burning coal. Like don't tell me that. Well, you know and the mean? other
1: part the other part of this, you know, Elon Musk is a great example of all these things. As much as a hater I've been all these uh, these years, uh, you know, we've talked about this, I have become a fanboy, but the but the truth is is that Tesla introduced a viable electric car to the market. Right. You know that new Model S is getting 400 miles range? That's awesome. 400 miles. That's great. The Supposedly, the Cybertractor is going to get 600 miles. I mean, it's just getting better and better and better. And they're more fun to drive. And they're more fun to do. Are they going to be as good at towing as a diesel? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But the problem is, is you're not going to get this by government regulation. You're not going to get this by a government grant. You're not going to get this... A, you're going to get there by... Some guy coming up with an idea and him winning in the race, not getting crushed by whoever other
0: outs you know who wants to win in the race. So I think you're right. So I'm excited about what science can do to make the world better. And I'm excited about the space race. And I'm excited about the innovations in electric cars. Totally. I'm excited about all that stuff. And I think that when you see a gigantic problem on the horizon, just think, okay, how can we innovate out of this problem? I totally.
1: just, I think that's the way we do it. Now let's bring this home for one quite second. Okay. The big question to me is, when do you get your Tesla?
0: When do I get my Tesla?
1: When are they going to start making you drive know. to oh, Santa Monica?
0: In September. This is when they start driving to Santa Monica. We better order now. So I don't know. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna. I'm. Uh, we're gonna see. Cause if if they don't make me drive very often, we'll see. Dude, you can't take the box car up and over that. That pass. All no, the I time. can't. I can't drive the teenage and car. And you're not going to be so late. For those of you don't wife... know, I, my my lease was up during COVID. I returned my car, so now I'm driving my kids' teenage car. It's it's the ultimate teenage car. It like it like squeaks when you hit bumps. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and but it keeps running. There, there's a hula girl like on the dashboard, but it keeps running. But I do I do like, and I don't mind driving it until I pull in and I pull in next to my friends who have nice cars, and I'm just like. I lost all my man points. <laughs> no, you didn't. You haven't <laughs> lost man points, but when you start having
1: to go up and over that you you're you uh, please don't don't go for second best. Don't go for cheapest. Don't go for cheapest. Go for what you can sell, right? This is what I told your wife. I walked in and I said, "I'm going to give you an argument." You no, need No, no, I, I heard. Yet. I heard. But you 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 are you're going to love it. And make sure you use my code because if <laughs> you want you want a 1000 we both get the same thing. Out all of right, us, great. Right. You friends, get friends 1000 miles. has been miles another
0: miles. Rousing scientific episode of the Waystation Podcast. Way Podcast. I'm Waystation Podcast. I am your host, Randy Davis, and I am William. Have a great day.